נדרים דף ס"א, מסכת דרק ארץ פרי הצלחה מרים בת אסתר, בחקירי אלוהים תנתן, אמן. סוף הסתות תרי"ז דף, עד ס"א, עמוד ראשון. And we are going to begin with the Ibaya Lehu. It's one, two, three, five lines down. Ibaya Lehu. So the question of the Gemara is as follows. Amar, Yayin she'ani to'em yovel. So a guy comes along and says that I am not going to taste wine uh, for the yovel, or until the yovel. So the question is, what does that mean? My שנת חמישים כלפני חמישים או כלאחר חמישים. So we know the Yovel is seven Shemitah cycles and the 50th year is Yovel. So when the guy comes along and he says uh, that he's not going to drink wine during the Yovel, so does that mean that it includes the 50th year? Is the 50th year considered part of the Yovel or is the 50th year already considered the new cycle and therefore the 50th year is not, not included? The question is, what's the 50th year considered? So the Gemara says, actually, this is something that Steve asked yesterday and it's the Gemara's question now. The Gemara says, Tashema. Unmute. 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 And you will sanctify the 50th year. I'm reading the end of the Pasuk. And this will be the, the year of the Jubilee. Now for the fact that it says, it's going to be Yovel, so that implies that it's only a Yovel and it's, it's nothing else. So it says, You'll count the 50th year. Which means, it says in the Gemara that you'll count uh, the 50th year, from, to consider it as part of the last, the last cycle. But you don't count it as Shenat Hamishim Ve'ahat. Mikan Amru, we'll see what that means. Yovel Eno Ole Leminyan Shavua, which means... Your veil does not count as the first year of the next cycle. So the 50th year is the 50th year. When do you start Shemitah? In year 51, you start again counting the seven years of Shemitah. So therefore, it's not a, 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 a the first year of the Shemitah. Because then the Shemitah would be in year 56. Because if you count year 50 as year one as well, then Shemitah would be in year 56. But it's not the case. Actually, year 50 is your veil. Then you start counting in year 51, and your veil and Shemitah again is not going to be until year 57. So if you hold like that, then that actually your veil year. So when a guy says, I'm not drinking wine until the year veil, so then year 50 is, is the, is the year veil. However, the Biuda argues. The Biuda says, Yovel ole le minyan shavua. That the Yovel actually is like a swing year. It also counts as the first year of the next Shemitah cycle. So that's already Shemitah according to the Yehuda will be in year 56. 
Because you're counting your veil, not only as the Jubilee year, but you're also counting it as year one. So it sounds like according to the Yehuda, when you say, uh, until the, uh, I'm not going to drink wine until the Yovel, well, year 50 already is considered the next, the next cycle. And therefore, you would be able to drink, uh, you would be able to drink. Now let's read the Ran on this over here. Uh, the Ran just has a technical question in the beginning. It says, you didn't say this actual language that I'm not drinking wine during Yovel. Lav de ka'amar ka'aden lishna. Deha kevan de lo ifshita ba'yan de le'el. We had a question on yesterday's da'af when you say yom. So we had a question is, is yom considered kehayom uh, or is yom considered yomzeh? So therefore if you're saying yovel, you're back to that question again. Is your veil considered high your veil, this your veil, or the, the ear of your veil? Or, or, so the Gemara says, so the Ran says, Ki amar your veil, ki your veil, echad dine, veloshiach le bebaya, ishenat hamishim, kilifta hamishim, ukulahar hamishim, and haka beomer, your veil ze. Okay, the Ran just makes the Gemara, uh, the question a little different. The question of the Gemara is your veil ze. That's what he said. The Gemara was not careful in its language, but that's basically what he said. This Yovel, Right, because he's saying, this Yovel, the question is, is the 50th year part of the next Yovel as well? Because if it's considered year one of Shemitah, it's considered the next, it's, it's the first of the next Yovel as well. So therefore, when he says, Yovel Zeh, how do you look at year 50? If you say year 50 is the last year of this Yovel, so then it's Yovel Zeh, it's considered Yovel. But if you look at your, the 50th year as the first year as the next Yovel, it's not Yovel Zeh, that's already the Yovel, that's part of the second year. She'en osim shemitad hamishim v'sheva. You don't make shemitad until 57. Hilkach noder dekai be'emsa yovel. Let's say guys in the middle of the yovel. And he's year 27, let's say. Ve'amar yovel zeh. So he says yovel zeh. Well, he'll be asur in year 50. Because year 50 is still considered of the this cycle. And therefore mitzarba. Or do you say no? That actually 50 is the new cycle for the next yovel. So you don't consider that your veil is considered part of the past one. Actually, it's the first year of the, of the next one, so it'll be permissible. So that's the, that's the question. Read the next run. Basically, the first rabbi holds, you don't count the year you veil twice. You don't count it as year 50 and as year one. You only count it as year 50. Year one of Shemitah starts in year 51. Okay, so now let's just see the Gemara's Mahlokit. When the Torah introduces Shemitah, how is Shemitah supposed to work? Six years you're going to plant, and in the seventh year you're yes. going to rest. Well, the way you're learning Rabbi Yehuda, in Kan uh, uh, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're only going to have five years because we know that in the in the, in the, in the in the Shemitah year you don't work. I mean, sorry, in the Ovel year you don't work. 
So therefore, according to the Bi Yehuda that comes along and says Yovel counts as one of the years of Shemitah, so therefore, if that's considered year one, you're not working in that year. So then you have five more years, and then the, the, the next year is going to be Shemitah, you're only planted for five years. The Torah says you have to plant for six years. And therefore, if you're going to count Yovel as the first year of Shemitah, so in that first year you're not planted because you're not allowed to plant in Yovel as well. So therefore, how many years of planting are you going to have before the Shemitah? Five. So he says that doesn't work. Because the Torah says, Sheshanim Tizrah. And according to you, the Biyuda, you're only going to have five. That's the question they ask. So the Biyuda says, what do you mean? According to me, it's a question. According to you, it's not a question. What is the Torah saying in a regular Shemitah year? That in the sixth year, the produce is going to have to produce three times. You're going to have to produce for the sixth year, which is the normal year. The seventh year, which is the Shemitah year. And the eighth year, which you're not planting yet. You have to wait for the stuff to grow. So you're going to need three times. So the Gemara is asking according to Hachamim that they come along and say, wow, that the, the 50th year is not considered the Shemitah year. That means when does the Shemitah year start? The Shemitah count starts in year 51. So according to him, you're going to need uh, a, a, a beracha for four years. Of course, you're going to need for year uh, six. And then you're going to need uh, for the year of the 49. You need 48. Let's cut numbers. 48 is the sixth year, let's say. 49 is Shemitah. 50 is considered your veil, and then 51 is the first year of the next Shemitah. So therefore, which, which you didn't produce yet. So therefore, you need four years. So you're asking on me, the Pesukim don't work out according to you either. So the Gemara answers, you know what the answer is? So you know you have to answer? You have to answer that when it said three years, it's talking about in the regular Shemitah. It's not a Yovel uh, situation. So, so to me also, when it says six years you'll work, we say, It's talking about regular Shemitah years, not Yovel. And in a regular regular uh, Yovel cycle, three years, I'm sorry, in a regular Yovel cycle, six years you work, and one year, one, one year take off. You're right. <laughs> when there's going to be Yovel in between, it's only going to be five years that you work. Okay, but we're not talking about that. When the Torah says Sheshanim, it means in a regular Shemitah cycle, not including Yovel. That's it. Way, you are forced to use that answer. I'm going to use it. But you have to say the same thing. When it comes along, it says that the Benachah is going to be for three years. So you have to say, oh, three years means in a non-Yovel. Okay, good. So I'll say the same thing. When it says six years go to work, in a non-Yovel. Okay, now the Gemara says, Ada Pesach. So what do we say? If a person makes a neder and he says, Ada Pesach, so that was Pashut. Ada Pesach means until... Pesach comes, and we learned that in the word ad means ad velo ad bechlal. And whenever a person talks, he means up until and not including. Therefore, he's allowed to drink wine until Pesach. Unless he said ad lefne Pesach. Now, here's where we had the language. Hey guys, take it a bath. Guys, make a scramble eggs. Okay. So now the question is like this. Ad lifne Pesach. Now, what is Ad lifne Pesach? So here we had a mahloket, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yoseh. So the Gemara comes along and says that what did Rabbi Meir say? Rabbi Meir said that it's asur to drink wine until Pesach comes. Once it comes, you're okay. And Rabbi Yoseh said, no, his words could mean that it means 
until the end of Pesach comes. And therefore it's going to be Asur until the end of Pesach. So what's the Mahlokra between Nabi Meir and Nabi Yosef? Lememra de Rabbi Meir Sabar, lo me'ayil inish nafsheh lesefeka. That when a person talks, he doesn't use vague language that's going to put himself in a sefeka. And therefore, he meant a specific time. What specific time? A second before Pesach starts. That's a very specific time. But if you're going to say, Ad shiagia, so therefore, what does that mean? Until what? How much to the end of Pesach? It means until some, a moment before Pesach ends, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fake language. It must mean to say, he means before Pesach starts. And what does the B.O.C. hold? That a person puts himself in... You know, it's questionable language, and therefore it's possible that he meant to say until one second before the last day of Pesach, because that can also consider lifter Pesach. We mean before the end of Pesach, before Pesach ends. Other rabbis say no. When he says lifter Pesach, he means before Pesach begins, and according to the Biyose, it can mean before Pesach ends. Let's read the the Ran on that for a second. The Ran says. Uh, we have we, we have it on the on the, a little above because he, he split the Mishnah up. If you look at the Matnitin, Ada Pesach Asur Adchia Gia. The Rashi Ben Adam Mashma Advarad Bechlam. Good, we saw that Adchia Asur Adchia Yitze. The Mashma Adchia Kulovod. Ad Penei Pesach. That's what we need. The first the first wide line. The Bimir Omer Asur Adchia Gia. The Sfila the Bimir. The Nehid Ikalememar the Ad Penei. Even though you say until before Pesach, it means until before Pesach ends, and therefore that can mean until the end of Pesach. Which means because now it, 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 it's a question if he means that. So now basically you're putting the, the first days of... Uh, it, 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 could, it, it, no, it could be that when he says until Pesach ends, uh, it could be before Pesach. Maybe, maybe after the first days before Pesach ends or the second days before Pesach ends. Yeah. What, what, what exactly. That, what, what, which point of Pesach is before Pesach ends? It can be any, any point from when Pesach begins that it ends before Pesach ends. So therefore, you're putting yourself in a questionable language and we don't know how to determine it. So if you say, you know what, I'm not, if you're going to go with that opinion that before Pesach ends, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vague terminology. But if I say before Pesach starts, and I know when that is, before Pesach starts, it's, it's a set time. So therefore he says, Pesach, he means Yom Rishon. Good. And what does the Biyose say? And then we put himself in Sifika, and therefore it's going to be uh, until the end of Pesach, which is the last second of Pesach, and therefore it's basically to say the end of Pesach. So the Gemara comes along and says, Urmini, we have a contradiction. So the guy has two wives, and he has two sets of daughters, two daughters from each wife, there's four daughters. Two daughters from the first wife and two daughters from the second wife. The Amar kidashti et biti hagedola. It's all he said. The father. I was mekadesh the older one. The gedola. Now gedola is a vague language, as you'll see. The any yodeya im gedola shem gedolot. 
there's four girls, right? So it could be girl number one, who's the oldest of all of them. She's the Gedola, Shebe Gedolo. Or it could be Gedola, Shebe Ketanot. Or it could be from the second set, the oldest one, because she's also considered a Gedola. So that could be number three, right? One, two, three. That could be three. The Im Ketana Shebe or it could be number two, wow. because she's, she's considered, older she's older than the first one of the second group. So therefore, <laughs> each one of these has a status of Gedolah. It could be number one, because she's Gedolah, Shebe Gedolot. It could be number three, because she's the Gedolah of the Ketanot. And you could have number two, because she's the Gedolah from the Gedolot. She's, she's bigger Gedolah than the Ketanot. So therefore, basically, but it cannot be the fourth one. Because the fourth out. one is definitely ketana, should be ketanot. She doesn't have any uh, gedolah to her. But the point is, what does it say? All these are forbidden. Ketana, I'm reading again. Kedashti et bitiya gedolah. Ve'eni yodaya. Im gedolah should be gedolot. That's number one. Im gedolah should be ketanot. That's number three. Ve'im ketana should be gedolot. That's number two. Shehi gedolah mena gedolah should be ketanot. Because number two is older than the oldest four. one of the, of, of the second one, which is three and four. Exactly. Kulan Asurot. Now, that's a vague language. And all of them are Asurot. Who's that opinion? Except for number four. There's your contradiction right there. So you see the Bimi'ir now is putting the language in Safik. According to the Bimi'ir, you just said, a person, when he says a language, he's definitive. And therefore, according to the Bimi'ir, it should have been Gedola, the oldest one, number one. But now he said, well, could be number one, could be number two, could be number three. That sounds like more like the Biyoseh. But we're calling this opinion. And that gets even worse, because now the Biyoseh is going to say the opposite. The Biyoseh Omer, Kulam Mutarot. Chutz, Mena Gedola, Shebe Gedolot. The Biyoseh says... All of them are going to be permissible, except number one. Because why? It sounds, you don't put yourself in Sebek. When a guy says Gedolah, it's referring to one of them. So the Chaurah is Mamash reverse opinions of, the, of what we have in the Darim. So by Pesach. So the Gemara says, Amar Bihanina bar Abdimi, Amar Muhlefet Ashita. Switch the Shitot around. And therefore switch Amish now over here. And therefore the Bimi'ir actually says the person will put himself in. Safek, and according to the Biyoseh, he will not put himself in Safek. And actually, we have a bright that support this. Zeaklal. Coach is Mano Kavua. Pesach, which is seven days. Ve'amar ad lifne, Rabbi Meir Omer clearly. Ad shiyase. It means until it passes. Ve'Rabbi Yoseh Omer, no. Ad shiyagiyah. It means until it comes. So therefore, we saw we reversed it, and we have a bright to support the reverse. Okay, like not like our Mishnah, but we're switching our Mishnah. Exactly. The Brayta shows you that clearly the switch is in our Mishnah. Matniti, ad katsir. So the guy comes along and says, "I'm not going to drink wine or kunam, whatever it is, until the katsir, until they cut the or collect the grain. Ad batsir. That's until they collect the grapes. Ad masir. That's when they collect the olives. Eno asur ela ad shiyagia. So he says ad. We know ad ve ad That means until the time comes, and that's the that's the same thing as if he would say or That means until that time comes. Once the time of the of the harvest comes, then already that's it. You're, you're good. Now the aklal kol shizmano kavua. 
Let's say any time that the, we just saw this rule. Any time you have a fixed uh, time, for example, the seven days of Pesach, which is fixed. Ve'amad achiyagia. Okay, and you say until I reach that day, asur achiyagia. So it's asur until actually the Pesach starts. Ve'amad achiyeheh. But if he says achiyeheh, sounds like until it will be. That sounds like until it happens, and achiyeheh will be when asur achiyeheh. Then it's going to be forbidden until Pesach okay. happens. And when does Pesach happen? When it's over. However, like the beginning of Amishnah, in Amishnah, the harvest time is random. It changes uh, every year. Whether he says, Because again, a person is not going to put himself into a time that does not, doesn't have a, 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 a set, a fixed time. So when he makes a statement, he means the fixed time. What is the fixed time? Before it starts. Because otherwise it's random. You don't know when it's going to start, when it's going to end. Open-ended. It's open-ended. You don't know because every year is different. So therefore when he says, in, in, in a case of Pesach, if he says, we know what it is. Pesach ends after seven days. So it means until Pesach is, and that's the end of Pesach. But if you say, when is that? I don't know what it is. Every year it's different. So that he means until it starts. And then that's the fixed time. And he's not going to leave himself, like we said, open end. So there's a difference between on a fixed item that mm-hmm. means before, uh, uh, until it finishes. And when it's a non-fixed item, so then means until it starts. That's the point of the uh, Mishnah. Okay, the Mishnah continues. Ah, the kayat. Correct. That's because a, it's open ended. Right. That's a different item. Exactly. Open ended. Exactly. The, the, the time is not fixed. His lashon. Correct. Oh, oh, exactly. There we don't know exactly what he meant when he said it. So therefore, we're gonna we're gonna assume that he meant the uh, the, the, the clearer of the language according to the biosin. Video. But over here, we don't know when 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 the harvest is gonna start. So therefore, the Mishnah's rule is. The rule is it always we're going to pick the fixed time in his language, and the fixed time is before it starts. Now the Gemara is Ada Kayets. Kayets means until you start collecting figs, until the fig collecting season. Or Ad same thing. Ada Kayets, Ad Shiyehakayets, Ad Shiyatchilu Aam Lachnis Bekalkalot. So that's the time when the people start to take out their um, their baskets and they start to collect the uh, the figs from the field. And uh, again, uh, this is not a fixed time item. So we just learned the rule. When it's not a fixed time item, it's always going to start before the beginning of the item. Similarly, if he says, well, that's different. If he says, he's clearly saying until the kayets finishes, until it passes, then the deen is until it passes. How do you know when it passes? When the people put away their knives. How do they cut the figs? With knives. Mm. Once they put their knives away, you know the season is over. So the Yabara says, Tana, Kalkala She'amru, that which we said in the Mishnah, regarding kayats, that's referring to the collecting of the, uh, of the figs, Kalkala Shel Te'enim, it's referring to the Kalkala of figs, Velo Kalkala Shel Anavim, but not the Kalkala of the uh, grapes. Why? Because the assumption of the Gemara is that by figs they use a knife to cut it. Grapes, by shaking grapes, they cut. Sorry, by 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 kites, they use their hands to cut it, and by kites means pulling by hand. And by uh, by fi- by by grapes, they use the uh, 
the knife to cut it, the sickle to cut it. So therefore, when the Mishnah said over here, uh, kayets, what does kayets mean? Kalkala shel te'enim, velo kalkala shel anavim. Again, te'enim are usually collected uh, by hand, so therefore the collection is called kayets. Grapes are usually collected by knife, and therefore they don't call it kayets. It's called the, the cutting, whatever, the hatika. Tanya. If he says perot of kayat, don't, 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 don't confuse kayat with summer. Mm. Over here, this kayat means things that are cut by hand. Because you pluck them by hand. Hadush. It includes grapes. <laughs> so, what do we have? A machlokar over here in, 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 in Mitziut? So, the Gibran says, Why is Tanakama saying that kayat only includes Figs, for the simple reason. Because te'enim you cut with your hands, and anavim no mekatsetsan biyada, and therefore that's not called kayats. However, the bunch of women in Omer, anavim name, anavim also, ki meradedan, when the, uh, when the, uh, uh, the stem of the, of the grape dries up, it's easy to pull off. Mm. And therefore, So there is a way to cut grapes also when they start to dry up. And therefore, you could call grapes also kayats. And therefore, it includes also the uh, grapes as well. Now, what is Anchi Avora It means until the kayats passes, until they put away the knives. Now, what does this mean until they put away the knives? Yeah, exactly. So, what, what exactly? What's the for that guy? Right. It's it, it's really not it's really not the knives in the sense that um, unless you have to say that certain of them, certain uh, clusters are hard to use with the hand, and you need a knife. So they had a knife on hand. Right. <coughs> the, the knives were used. That's where the knives were used. Once they finished. Oh, so so e- 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 there's, there's two ways of learning. Either it's for the there's two ways. Either it's for what you just said is correct. We'll see that in the round. Process them. The process them after they cut them off. They would put them in a you know cut them up to put them in a igul uh, igul or teena. Or there's some hard ones that they couldn't cut off the tree they that they needed a knife, so they had a knife on hand. But the point is, once so they put away the knife, you know, they're done. Let's read that down inside. The run is, When they make the cakes, the pressed uh, cakes, they cut them up. It's called the mixot. We find that they call knives mixot. Okay, that's why they call it mixot. Uh, it's named after the knife because they use the knife to process these mixot. So they call it the, the the knife cake because they use the knife in order to make these uh, these pressed uh, pressed items. In any event, the rule is that once they finish putting away the knives, then you know already they are done. So that's the that's the interpretation. Very good. Right, young, young, he hangs up the knife. Beautiful. So now. Beautiful. There's other opinions that say that these mixoot hen machstot shanehem miyabeshim etatanim basadeh. They would, they would, they would, they would dry the uh, the the day the figs on these mats. But so for the kayets, 
then they, 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 they fold them up and they put them away. So that would be another interpretation of what these items are. Not the knives, but when they put away the, the mats that they use to dry the, the figs. Okay, Tana. Okay, it goes according to the majority. You don't have to go according to every single person, but the majority. The Gemara says, Tana. Once already they put the, the knives away, now the stuff that's in the field is considered hefkir. And therefore there's no gezel anymore. Whoever wants to come take it, they can come take the figs. And since it's hefkir, there's no hayuv of ma'asrot. Because ma'asrot are not hayav on items that are hefkir. So the rabbis came to a certain place. And there was a time of the year that the, uh, the knives already were, majority of them were hung up. So Rabbi went into the field and started eating. He was allowed to eat. Not a rabbi. was, uh, I guess, uh, Mahmir. Even though Mi'ikaradin... He was able uh, to eat over there, but he didn't want to, he wanted to be more, he wanted to be mahmir. So the owner of the field showed up, so he tells uh, the, the guy, the rabbi's there, which means, why, why aren't you eating? So some of the rabbis that were not eating. The majority of the knives are hung up already, so they what's your problem, you can eat. They still didn't eat. Even after the owner came along and said, you can eat. Why? He didn't trust him. He was saying it like uh, sarcastically. Exactly. Well, why don't you eat both field? Well, we, hung up the, uh, we hung up the knives, but he really wasn't telling it to him wholeheartedly to eat over there. So therefore, he didn't, he didn't take that invitation as, you know, emet. And therefore, uh, if you look at the Dan, the Dan says, The guy was bad-hearted. Right? You're already allowed yourself to eat the fields because uh, we hung up our knives already, therefore you're going you're gonna to eat? So therefore, he, he was like zinging them. So therefore, he didn't want to take it, uh, he didn't take it uh, as a hit did. Fine. Like basically, he was saying, "Why not continue eating? Joy, sahten." And meanwhile, uh, exactly, what are you doing? Exactly, eating all my stuff over here. Please, my pleasure. Joy. So the rabbis came to a certain place. It was a time that the majority of the knives were hung up and they were put away. And they were eating. So they gave some to the shamosh. No achil. He didn't eat. So the Bihamad tells the Shamosh, Echol. Rabbi says, okay, have a tradition. And therefore, it's okay to eat the things. Famous story of Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Tarfon, Ashkechayahu Gabra. One time, uh, Rabbi Tarfon was in the field eating the figs, and the owner came to the field. And the, 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 the majority of the knives were put away, and the Bittavah was eating. Well, the guy got angry at him. So he put him in a, a sack, and he threw him. And he was going to throw him in the river. 
trespassing my field, eating my figs. He took the bitter. He didn't know it was the bitter phone. He took him. He put him in a, uh, a sack, and now he's going to hurl him into the river, and that's going to be game over. So what did he say? Amar lo to the bitter phone says out loud, Oi lo le tarfon shezehorgo. Woe to tarfon that this guy's going to kill him. Also, he says, Whoa, this is tarfon. Shama u gavra that it's going to be tarfon shabke ve'arak. He left him and he ran. That's a hit and run. He, he left him there. Mm-hmm. So basically, the Bittarfon got saved. But he wasn't so happy. Amar Rabbi Abahu, Meshur Rabbi Hanami Gamliel, Kol Yamav Chil Otot Sadiq, Hayam Mista'ir Al Davarze. It bothered him that he had to use his Torah to get yeah. saved. You know, he had to get, use his Torah. Amar, Oi Lish in Ishtamashti Bichitrashil Torah. Woe to me that I had to use the Keter of Torah. Uh, in order to uh, to get saved, and if you look at the uh, the Ran, he says why did he leave him alone? Not because he didn't think he was a ganav. He still thought he was a ganav, but uh, he left him alone because uh, exactly because he was the rabbi. Which is he, he didn't leave him because he realized he's not a ganav anymore. He left. Oh, I think he's a ganav. But that's the rabbi, you know, leave him alone. I'm not going to, status of the rabbi. If, 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 if it would have been, he left him because he thought he was not a ganav anymore. That's not using my Torah. But he's saying, no. It's the bitar, he understood it was because he was a bitarfon. So he gave him like a, 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 a pass. He gave him a pass because he's a rabbi. So he let him get away with something. So therefore he says, wow, woe to me that I had to use my, uh, my Torah status <coughs> in order to... Uh, to get to. No, he ran away, exactly. He ran away, that's it. He left the hit. I said, hit and run, hit and run. Yeah, yeah, hit and run, hit and run. He didn't, uh, he left him in the bag. We just didn't kill him. Let's continue. Amar Ababar Barhana, Amar Abiyuhanan, Kodamishtamesh, the Ketrash al Torah. Anybody that uses the crown of Torah for their own. Um, for their own benefit, ne'ekar mena'olam. Gets uprooted from the world. Kavahomer, and we learn it from a Kavahomer. Uma Belshassar, Shirishtamesh Bechle Kodesh, Belshassar used the holy vessels of the Beit HaMikdash. Shina'asu Klechol. After they became already desanctified, he used the vessels. And what happened? Shina'emar, as the Pasuk says, Uba Uba Peritzim Vechadeluha. This is like a uh, Hanukkah story. And the Piritzim <coughs> came into the Beit HaMikdash, and what happened? And they, uh, they were Mehalel the Kodesh. And, if, and he, Belshazzar used it, obviously this is before the Yibanim, Belshazzar is uh, Babel, and what? He used it already it after they were desanctified. And still what? Kevan Shepiratsum, once the Goyim came along and they took it out of the Beit HaMikdash, Na'asuhol, and the Ekarim Na'olam, and he still got uprooted. The Khtiv, that night, Belshazzar, the night he used the kelim of Beit Hamikdash, he got killed. That's still holy until today. You see, a person using something that still has holiness for his own benefit. So the Gemara um, comes along and says, "Verabitarfon." What was the guy's problem? It was Rova Mixot were put away, 
So why was he harassing the meat for? He was allowed to eat. It was hefker. Mishum da'u avu ganvele inve kuleshata. Which is, they were hushering, they were stealing from this guy grapes all year long. Vechivan da'askehad rabitarfon. So he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Savar hainu de genevab. That's the guy. But even though he was taking it now at the right time, he always got must be coming to my field all year long. So there was an eye. I got him. I got, even though I got him at a time where he's allowed to take, but that indicates to me he's coming to this field all year long. So therefore, so if that's the case, that if he was washed the meat telephone, stolen, why didn't the telephone mitzayin himself because it came on to that which means, in this case over here, he was allowed to be mishtemesh b'kitrash Torah to save himself. I mean, uh, he, 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 he was permissible what he was doing. He, he wasn't using the kid the Torah to, to, to do something. Uh, he would have been killed, God forbid. He, he, was, doing, he was doing something legal. So, yeah, so, so, yes, look at the way the Ra'an learns. If you're going to say the guy wasn't makpid, only that moment he was makpid. Which means he should have told him, not that I'm going to be He would have told him it's rov miksaot. And therefore it's, it's permissible. But he, he couldn't have told him because he knew that wasn't his issue. The guy knew it was hukfilu rov miksaot. The issue of it was he yeah, was he thinking that he was the ganav all year round. Because yeah. if, if it was only an issue of that the guy didn't realize it was Hukfilu Amiksot, he could have told him, hey, listen, I'm allowed to take it. Hukfilu Amiksot. And if he wouldn't listen to him, the guy would say, I don't care about Hukfilu Amiksot. Okay, so let me do what he paid him for the. For, 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 for the However, but if you're saying that all year long they were stealing from him, so this guy doesn't care about, he knows who Philo is. He's not getting him for now. He's getting him for previous, previous stuff. <laughs> what would it be that we're going to say? I know that. I'm talking about last week. Right? How much is he going to pay? Which means now he has to pay already. Months. A, 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 a months of, of, of stuff. What is it going to do? So the Gemara is saying, what, what did you want to be? He had to save himself. And the only way to save himself is, is to say, uh, so why was he bothered that he used his, uh, uh, his, his, his Torah to get saved? So the Gemara says, He was a rich guy to be And therefore, he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't have said he was a bit tough. He shouldn't have used his rabbi status. Ah, he should have just paid him off. Ah. The Rand says, Now, the Rand finishes over here and says, You see, that's not my point. He still was suspecting the bit that he was a ganav. Yeah, so the issue. only reason why he got off is because he said he's a bit Meaning, he's a bit and he's a ganav. <laughs> but I'll let him walk because he's going to be Tervon. So there he was using his Torah. So how does to, paying to, get him out of the... Uh, no, if, if he just says, if he just says, hey, I'll, I'll give you a lot of money in the bag. But, he, but he's still a Hushah. 
No, no. I'm going to pay you. Oh, which means, if in the bag, he doesn't know it's in the bag, right? So he's throwing the gun because that's the ganab. So he says, hey, I'll give you $10,000. Let me go. Okay, $10,000. He didn't need $10,000. He didn't say his name. He didn't need $10,000 worth. Give $10,000, pay him off. But the fact that he came along and said to beat Tarfon, so why is he letting him off? Not because he thinks, oh, to beat Tarfon, therefore he's not a ganab. No, he's a ganab, but to beat Tarfon, let him go. So basically he's saying, I used my status to get off a, 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 a crime that, that he thinks I committed. But he says, Rabbi, are we learning, are we learning that Rabbi Tarfon is, is, is saying this on purpose to get out of the, get out of the situation? Yeah. He was just like crying the whole No, thing. no, he was trying to get out. He, he told him? Yeah. Well, he was trying to get out of it. So he says, woe to Tarfon, hoping the guy will hear him. And it worked. The guy heard him. So now he says, what a man. He says, okay. okay. But again, if, if you're not hayab, to, to, to use your kavod Torah on something that, that you're not hayab is permissible. Like we said, we're going to say later on, A guy, a rabbi is allowed to say, I'm not paying the taxes because I'm a tamir akam, and tamir akam is patu from paying taxes because he protects the city. So he's allowed to say, Use because he's really not he's not chayab. He's not obligated. He said, <laughs> certain things that the Torah gave the hakamim certain rights that they have a right to ask for. Like Kwanim could say, "Tiruma uh, belongs to me." That's not using your uh, status to get something. He says, "Keshem shezachta lekwanim v'levin tirumot ma'asrot." So what makes this case, uh, this makes different over here? He says, because the Mitterfon had an alternate way to get out of it. The way he could have got out of it, he could have paid uh, the extra money, so therefore he should have done uh, that. Uh, even though he wasn't Hayab. So he just paid the guy free money, basically, because even though he doesn't know him the money, he didn't steal. Now that was that case over there. And basically, he only let him off because uh, of Rabbi Tarfur. He's a ulam. Ilu mahmad shigila atzmo ayah bala sadeh, mamish lo ganav ta'anavim, lo ya bekach asur. Right, which means, if he would have convinced him somehow that, hey, I'm Rabbi Tarfur, and I didn't steal your grapes, and the guy would have said, oh, mechila, uh, I, I suspected that I was wrong, then you're okay. Then you're okay, because he has a right to do that. It's only when the guy thinks you're hayab and you're using your status to get off it. But if he can come on and say, I'm going to that for I didn't steal it. Oh, mechila, because I know a rabbi didn't steal it. That's okay. You're allowed to use your rabbi's status if you're not hayab. Just, like, just like I'm not hayab to pay taxes. And the guy comes, hey, pay your tax. I'm a rabbi. I don't got to pay taxes. Oh, using your, uh, not using your, the Torah was poter me. But, but this guy, but this guy wasn't. This guy wasn't buying it. This right. wasn't convinced. So the only way to get off it is saying retroactively. He realized the only way I got off it is because I said Tarfon. So after he dropped the sack of, of the rabbi, he ran away. But he he knew that he was still guilty. Exactly. He he exactly. Exactly. He left him. He said, "Ah, I leave him alone only because he's a rabbi." But he ushered. So therefore, the bittul felt bad that he used his rabbinical status. To get he saved of a crime, right? He said, "I didn't steal." Maybe, they, uh, or, he, or, or he should have said, "I'll pay you," and the guy probably would have taken the payment. Then you wouldn't have to use your rabbi. Yeah. I think they say Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky Alav Shalom. 
that uh, he, when he would go to a, a, a doctor, and uh, the doctor would offer him uh, like a wave the copay or something mm-hmm. like that, or give him some type of uh, cut the line or something like that, he wouldn't use it. Wow. He said, I don't want to be mishtamish b'ketrash el Torah. I don't want to benefit from the... Even though the chavra... Should give him the... That, that, that's a respect that yeah. could be he deserves, yeah. according to the Ran, at least. You know, it's not something that, you know... Uh, yeah, but but he wouldn't he, he, he wouldn't take it. He didn't want to take it. He didn't want to use his, his rabbinical status for any perk that uh, that's coming his way. Okay, so that's the uh, that's the Gemara over there. And we'll stop on this piece. We'll continue just tomorrow. So that's the.